0: Hello everyone! Welcome back to the Second Take Sports Podcast. Um, How are we doing today, Ryan? How have things been?
1: Uh, We're doing pretty good. You know, just getting in some USA basketball, waiting on the upcoming NFL season. Things are going to start getting good pretty soon.
0: Yep, we got lots of sports talk. It's exciting time of year. Always enjoy the fall. Outside of for those of you who are university students, it's the beginning of the end of happiness when it comes to the summer. But anyway, that's a that's a tangent. Uh speaking of USA basketball today, we are going to be diving into all things USA basketball. We're going to talk a little bit about the current squad. We're going to ask some important questions like whether or not the team USA has ever sent a full-fledged cream of the crop squad to play in the Olympics or a FIBA uh, FIBA games. And we're going to discuss an interesting topic of whether or not Team World or Team USA would win in a best-of-seven series. We're excited to dive into it. Um, Starting off the discussion, Ryan, the caliber of squad that we sent out this year to the World Cup games is obviously not the best we can send out. But if you had to rank it on like a tier list, S being the best we've ever sent out to F being the worst. Where would it rank for you?
1: Ooh, that's a good question because as I'm looking at this world cup roster, if I were trying to create the best possible team, I could for team USA. There are probably about six dudes. I would consider asking doesn't mean they'd be my first choice, but they would be on my list. This probably looks like more of a C, C team, B or C team to me, um, just because they have a lot of young players on this team. There aren't a lot of older veteran-type guys. Bobby Portis might be the oldest dude at 28 years old, and he's not even a starter in the NBA. He's He's about that level of player, but you got guys as well like Brandon Ingram is only 25 years old. They really it really feels like they're just taking some younger guys and getting them development and experience before the Olympics.
0: Yeah, I would, uh, this is probably one of the worser teams that I've ever seen in my lifetime. So I didn't really follow basketball until 2008. So that's when we sent out, you know, the redeem team and all that stuff. Uh, I think this is the worst squad we've sent out in my lifetime. Now, I don't think it's the worst squad we've ever sent out. Um, we'll, we'll see how they perform, but I don't know. I probably ranked it at like a D on mm. a tier list. So it's like a couple spots away from F, but you got players on this team that don't even start for their their NBA club team, if you want to say, you know, you got Josh Hart, Bobby Portis and Austin Reeves. I mean, Austin Reeves might end up starting this year, but none of those players started last year for their teams. Um, You've got your best player in Anthony Edwards, who's only made an all-star team once, you know?
1: Yeah. And just to, throw in there i feel like i put this team at a c tier as well mostly because i feel like the competition on these other teams isn't as loaded for one squad as it was in the past so for example in the past you'd have these spain teams with both gasol brothers and Sergio Baca and a younger ricky rubio right those teams were much more yeah. legit threats than some of the teams we're seeing in this world cup right like Giannis isn't playing, Jokic isn't playing. Um, Canada has a lot of NBA guys on their team, but there there are some of these teams. Spain is the team that was ranked. I think they still are ranked number one in the FIBA rankings. They have the Herman Gomez brothers. They have a couple former NBA guys, but not the names that we're used to seeing these international teams have. So I feel like part of my ranking was just looking at the other competition and seeing that I feel like even with this being our C team, this USA team still has way more talent than these other international teams.
0: I guess the way that I was looking at it as, compared to what we can send out, this is our D, maybe even E tier. Yeah. You know, there's not one single player on this list, on our, this roster, that would make the A team. Just plain and simple. There's not. Yeah, if
1: everyone, if everyone you came up, asked, and said, "Hey, do you want to play for Team USA?" said yes, nobody would make
0: that. Nobody. make that squad. The only one I could see making the B squad would be Anthony Edwards. You know, uh, everybody else is on the C team. And I think got Jaren, a couple of Jaren, Jaren
1: would have a chance, just because we don't Jaren have a have lot a of bigs.
0: So, depending on if you go pure talent or if you go position size, Jaron and and Anthony Edwards would be on the B squad. Then you got players like Mikael Bridges, Jalen Brunson, maybe probably would be on the C team. And then Cam Thomas and Austin Reeves and Bobby Portis and Josh Hart—you know, players like that—they wouldn't—they'd re- be on the D squad or worse. You know what I mean? I don't even know if they'd be on the D squad. So you've got a mix of like an F tier, which you know you can't. No offense to these players because they're great players and they're representing the United States, but they're not anywhere close to the upper echelon that we can really send out.
1: Yeah, so and I, that's I, I why don't. I put them at D. I don't disagree with that. Like I mentioned before, I think this is a more of a developmental team for Team USA. Uh, if I had to have a way to put it, because you got guys like Paulo Banquero, like you mentioned, Bridges, Edwards, they have Halliburton, Walker Kessler, a bunch of Austin, even Austin Reeves, a bunch of young guys who, if you look down the road in five years, all of these guys are probably going to be yeah. better than what they are today. And they might be on that A-tier list. For Team USA, but they're not there quite yet and we still have other guys who are ahead of them in the pecking order, especially in the NBA, in terms of superstardom, being able to be that guy, but they're just, they're not there quite yet, and that's just the vibes I get from Team USA this year. So
0: Yeah, well, we can both agree that this is definitely not the, the A or S tier that we can send out, Um and it It brought up the question in my mind, just looking over the roster. Gilbert Arena said something on kind of his podcast and one of his videos saying that Team USA has never sent out the best squad they could. And obviously, the teams that come to mind are the 2008 Redeem team and the 1992 Dream team. But even then, there are some nitpicks within those teams. So do you believe that Team USA has ever sent out their full-fledged best of the best at every single position?
1: I don't. Just because the USA Dream Team, it was mostly just because of Christian Leitner that messed that up. I think that was the closest USA has ever got to sending out the best of the best squad. Um, they had Kristen Leitner on the team. He was a rookie. He was an okay NBA player, nothing crazy. But they could have sent Isaiah Thomas out. They could have added Shaq to that team. And I think if they had either of those dudes on the team, I don't think there would be room to argue that they sent out the best team they possibly could. And like you mentioned, the 2008 Redeem team was pretty close too. Um, I can't think of many guys off the top of my head who might have been left off of that team. But... That, te- that team was also pretty close. That was uh, one of those big-time teams. Uh, they even put that team in 2K at one point uh, because they had the argument about who was better 2012 or 2008, and then you had the dream team. But I don't think they've ever fully got that full potential of guys who you would want.
0: No, they haven't. And honestly, in my notes preparing, I I wrote down three names that I feel like, just regarding the 1992 team, because that is the closest we've ever sent out, Magic, Bird, Leitner. All three of those players could have been replaced by a better option.
1: At that point in their career? At
0: that point, obviously at that point.
1: Bird and Magic
0: are top 10 players all time. That was the tail end of their career. After this, Bird didn't even really play basketball anymore. And Magic, you know, had a little too much fun off the court.
1: Yeah, it took his break for a couple of years. Uh, yeah.
0: So Dominique Wilkins and Isaiah Thomas would have been on better options than those two at the time. At the time, they were better players. Um, and then obviously the Laitner one. You probably wouldn't even include a college player at that point, but if you had to who you're really going to send. It's going to be Shaq.
1: Yeah. I would, Just to add to that, I, a, Team USA adds, it feels like for every Olympic squad, they always add one rookie who is a high draft pick who never plays. I remember when Anthony Davis was the first yeah, overall Anthony pick Davis coming in. They threw him on the Olympic right? team. Yeah. And I don't think he didn't play or anything because he was a rookie, but it feels like Team USA does that every once in a while. I'm not sure the reasoning behind it maybe it's just for developmental purposes to get a guy who they think is going to be a stud into the program ahead of time with these other stars but um it just it's a it's a weird little throw in that they tend to do every olympics it feels like
0: yeah so if we're if we're still including that um we don't with but they that, still could
1: have done put Shaq yeah, there because I think he was a rookie that job. year. Yeah.
0: You know, Anthony Davis was the best that we could have sent if we're gonna do that whole thing. But even that rule, or I don't even know if it's a rule, but that whole send a college player with them is proof that we never send our best squad. Because if we did, we'd never send. You know.
1: Yeah. Our no. Best no squad. rookie would be would be good enough to make that team.
0: No. So. Looking at the 2008 roster, names that pop up in my mind, Tayshaun Prince, Michael Red. Um, Carlos Boozer was a dog. I don't know if he's our best of the best.
1: I think in 2008 he was at his peak for USA.
0: So two names right there, Michael Red and Tayshon Prince are two that kind of stand out for me when mm-hmm. it comes to maybe we have a better option. I didn't have like a replacement.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess that would be, you'd have to think about who is really good in 2008 um, because in order to replace guys like that, you have to have someone better. And sometimes team USA does just go for fit. For example, was Pierce on that team if he wasn't on that team then he was a guy who could have potentially been added on I know Karan Butler was pretty good back then Andre Gudala was pretty good back then uh, Rudy Gay was a good player back then so there were definitely some other wing options they probably could have picked but um, right here I'm right now I'm looking at this list of the best small forwards even Josh Smith made the list in the 2008 season and Tayshon Prince wasn't on there. Uh, Michael Redd is probably a two-guard, but he also isn't as good as some of those guys. So even then, there are, like you said, two roster spots that are up for debate.
0: Well, I mean, right off the top of my head, where's Paul Pierce and where's Tim Duncan?
1: Oh, yeah, Tim, yeah, Tim Duncan was also not on this team, and he was definitely good enough.
0: So right there, you could have replaced those two with Paul Pierce. And Tim Duncan, and then that probably would have been our A squad. Yeah. Um, so I we're not going to get into the whole 1992 to, versus 2008 debate, but we have never sent our A tier squad to the Olympics, whether it be because we send a rookie just for kicks and giggles every time, or because we. Send Magic and Bird at the end of their prime instead of Isaiah Thomas, you know, because I, Michael Jordan hates Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> uh, there's always been a couple roster spots that are like, why, you know? And do you think that's more on p- behalf of Team USA or on behalf of the players?
1: I think it's more on behalf of the players. Every year you hear about guys in situations who get asked to go play somewhere and they say no. They decline, right? I remember there's a specific example that comes up for me during the Rio Olympics, I believe. Gordon Hayward was asked if he wanted to go to the Olympics. And, you know, he's a one-time all-star. He was good at the time. He said no. He didn't want to go play. And there are just guys, like, I'm pretty sure Kawhi Leonard has been asked before, but he's probably said no every single time, right? Uh, There are guys who just for whatever reason rest if they made it to the finals or they just want to rehab an injury guys do say no sometimes
0: is it just not that big of a draw is it not that is it not that enticing for like i think cream of the crop
1: for some players i believe if they have done it once they're satisfied. They're just There's some guys like that. They're like, hey, look, I've done this. I've been there. I accomplished one of my goals. Um, I don't want to wear myself down too much. I have too much basketball all year long. I'm going to sit out. I don't. This isn't something I need to do anymore. Uh, I definitely think there are guys who are like that. There are probably other guys who don't care at all. It was never something they thought of, not something they want to do. They just want to have their free time or trained for the upcoming NBA season, uh, and guys who just don't want to risk injuries and getting hurt, which is a lot different than the international guys because the way they talk about their team, they sound really prideful about Mm -hmm. their country and playing for their country. Like, Giannis wanted to play this year for Greece, but he couldn't because he was hurt, and he's like, everyone's telling me I shouldn't play, and I'm going to listen to them take the medical advice and not play. And I wonder why it's so different when these other countries, like all their top guys, want to play for them. And the U.S., sometimes guys, like I mentioned, they're like, eh, I'm okay on this one.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I really don't know why, like, international pride is so much higher, at least when it comes to playing for their countries. Um, and then you have. And specifically like basketball, who, too. Yeah, basketball. And you have players like Kawhi Leonard where if you asked him, if you offered him money, I don't think you'd do it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
0: uh, it really is a weird dynamic uh, between the international squads and uh, Team USA because Team USA has a pedigree. I mean, none of no other country, I mean, Argentina, Spain, has a history, has a rich history of being successful in the Olympics. But there's no team close, like Team USA. You know, Team USA is like the 1920 Yankees. Like, it's just they, they win all the time. And maybe that's why uh, these these uh, superstar players, like you said, you do it once and then you kind of been there, done that, unless you're Carmel Anthony.
1: Yeah, exactly. But... Even some of our top guys like KD and LeBron James haven't played – every single year when they've had the opportunity to. And if you look at it, too, for whatever reason, the USA players treat the Olympics and the World Cup differently, where on the flip side, the international players, they don't even do that. They treat it all exactly the same. Um, The FIBA teams for Team USA are never as good as the Olympic teams, and they never have the same guys go play for them.
0: No, they're never as good. And maybe it's just because, I don't know, maybe it's not as big of an event.
1: The Olympics, um, World Cup. like
0: Maybe they just use the World Cup as kind of a breeding ground for future Olympic Games. You could look at it that way. Um, but it's interesting w- I, that we've never truly sent our top-tier caliber squad to the Olympics or to a world competition. Um,
1: I'm surprised.
0: Not, we,
1: yeah, I'm surprised more guys this year for Team USA didn't want to come out and compete like the top tier guys, even though it is the World Cup, because they didn't even medal at the last. Was it Olympics or World Cup? Because I know COVID kind of messed things up a little bit, but the last international basketball play, USA finished ninth and they didn't even get a medal. I'm surprised there's not more guys who want to come out and redeem the U.S. after not meddling for the first time in years. It's been a long time since they completely missed the podium.
0: Well, I think the last thing was the Olympics, at least that I can remember, uh, in 2021. Um, They won gold, but they struggled. They they lost their first game uh, because Kevin Durant decided to just backpack.
1: But oh yeah, maybe that, I was I think I was thinking about the the FIBA World Cup team right before that Olympic team, might be 2019. But either way, I'm still just surprised that Americans don't seem to have more pride in the basketball um with their country for team USA. But yeah, it does look like that team USA team did pretty pretty good so overall
0: yeah yeah in 2001 we won but again the world's just creeping up little by little and because the world is like divided so much in the basketball world team USA still still always has an advantage when they go and do these things like the FIBA World Cup or the Olympics but it begs the f- the third and final question of the podcast If Team USA, the cream of the crop, Team USA, faced the best the world had the offer, no matter what country uh, they're from, Team World versus Team USA, who would win in a best of seven NBA finals kind of scenario? Um, And what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down our 12-man roster for Team USA and our 12-man roster for Team World. Some exclusions for Team World, Kyrie because he played for Team USA. So that's like, okay, you're really gonna put him on Team World because he already played for Team USA. And then an exclusion from Team USA, not that I think he'd make it, maybe he would out of position need. Um is Cat because the he's already the offer has already been extended out to him, and he said that he would rather play for the Dominican Republic. And then Joel Embiid, because I mean, he was not born in the U.S., and he didn't come here yeah.
1: really well, late, so We'll see what happens with Joel Embiid. I know he has U.S. citizenship and France um, as well, so he can choose which country he wants to play for, and we don't know what he's going to do yet. So as of right now, he is going to be included in Team World just strictly because of that.
0: Yep. So those are some some variables that... Could go either way, but uh, as we said, Embiid is going to be a team world. So is Cat, depending on whether or not you have him on the roster. And then Kyrie would only be included for Team USA if you have him included. Okay, let's get right into it. Uh, Who are your starting five for Team USA?
1: Okay, so... Well, I put it in my notes was powerhouse Team USA. Just the best that we got. At point guard, I put Steph Curry. At my two guard, I put Devin Booker. Small forward, LeBron James. Power forward, Kevin Durant. And center, Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, I have the exact same five. I don't think you could make a better starting five um, out of what team? What US, the U.S. has to offer, right? You've got spacing galore. You have playmaking everywhere. Um, defense is good enough if you can score at this clip. I mean, everyone on this team can shoot. Everyone on this team can score. Davis would kind of have to carry at this point defensively because you've got Durant and LeBron, who are older. Right. If we're talking peak LeBron and peak Durant, then they're also fantastic defenders. At this point in their career, not so much. So if there is a weakness comparing it to team world, uh, it'd be defense.
1: And to counter that a little bit, I think the offensive firepower of this starting lineup is so good that they don't have to have as good of a defense, right? The defense doesn't have to be elite with this lineup just because of their ability to potentially outscore the world or these other teams just because this, like, Kem Durant can't really stop him, can't really stop Curry, and you got Booker out there, like, you can't leave any of these guys. All these guys, you got to be up on. LeBron James is going to be making a lot of great decisions. So I think the D. De- The defense is not the strength of this group, at least, but I think the bench does add, for Team USA, does add a couple of guys who help with that.
0: Definitely. Um, And then, uh, who would your starting five be to go against this Team World? Team USA, who would be the starting five for your Team World squad to combat this?
1: Absolutely. This team is super tall, They are huge. So I got Luka at the point guard, SGA at the two guard, Giannis at the three, Jokic at the four, and Embiid at the five.
0: Okay. Uh, We have mostly the same. I made a switch at shooting guard. I put Jamal Murray in there for spacing. So you've got Luka at the point, Murray at the two, Giannis at the three, and Embiid and Jokic, you can put whatever, wherever you want. I had Embiid at power forward and Jokic at center, but you could really do whatever you want with those two. Um, The SGA versus Murray thing is interesting to me. Why would you pick SGA over Murray? So
1: SGA is is a little bit bigger than Jamal Murray. Not 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 a ton, but he's got a very similar. Yeah, they're very similar in their playmaking and rebounding ability. I just think SGA is just at another level than Jamal Murray. Even though he doesn't shoot like him, when you are so good at what you do that you don't have to be an elite shooter, I don't think it's a weakness that you can't shoot per se. Because he still averaged 30 points a game on the Thunder without having to shoot a lot of threes. And team people aren't really gonna sag off of him and leave him because he's such a good driver that if he does get that running start, he just has all this extra space to use his athleticism. So I don't, I'm don't, i not as concerned about the spacing just because these guys are so elite. Now, maybe if there was someone who had a glaring weakness, such as maybe they couldn't handle the ball, maybe they weren't a good finisher, or they just weren't on the same scoring level as SGA, I would think more about fit. But I think these guys are just so talented that they can make it work regardless.
0: My biggest point is a lot, pretty much everyone on this starting five is a paint dominant score. Luca's got a little bit more flexibility, but he doesn't shoot it great from three. Granted, his three point shots are all step back 30 footers contested. So, you know, he's probably a better shooter than the numbers say. Yes. Uh, but Giannis, Joker, and B, they all thrive in the paint. And then SGA, I feel like, is just kind of the odd man out. Whereas I would rather move him to the bench and have him come in when a Giannis or a, you know, and, you know when a Giannis subs out, because they basically score the same way. They score by attacking the rim. Giannis does it with a little bit more brute force, and SGA's got a little bit more of a back to him. But they both score most of their points at the rim, and I would rather just have Murray out there so that all of the other players have a little bit more space to work with. It's not going to be much because you still have four paint dominant scorers. But, you know, if, if they have at least one shooter coming off screen, then it would make it for easier points for the other team. I think, though, the biggest argument for SGA would be his perimeter defense.
1: I think. To bounce off of your point, I think the size of this team, because this team is going to be bigger than Team USA almost everywhere, right? At the one and the two, the three, like they're just, they're bigger all around. Um, and I think Jokic can play on the perimeter for, especially for a big, he can be outside, he can play at the mid post, right? Um, same with beat, he can hop out for a catch and shoot three, Uh, just a standstill one. He can play in the mid post as well. Giannis is just strictly mid post and in SGA can handle on the perimeter as well. Same with Luca. He can run things like a point guard. So I just think they can make it work because you can put these guys. Most of them are used to playing on the perimeter anyways. And because of their, just their size, I also think their rebounding would be a big advantage. So that's something I really want to try to take advantage of if I were playing Team USA, was just the size that this team has on them.
0: The size, though, might be a disadvantage on the other end of the floor.
1: On the perimeter defense, it could be. But I think for rebounding, it is an advantage. So if you can hold them to one shot and get the board, I think you're in a really good spot for Team World.
0: So I think the only reason why... I initially had Shea in the starting lineup, and I think the reason why is I looked at Team USA, and I'm like, who is going to guard Steph? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Murray. It's not going to be Luca.
1: <laughs> it'd have to be Murray it in can't be your honest. lineup.
0: Yeah, and it'd have to be That'd
1: Murray. be I'm interesting. Like,
0: okay, Shea... I
1: want to see that.
0: <laughs> Shea has a much better chance of guarding Steph. Yes. I'll put it that way. Because...
1: Luca, he he would be the biggest weakness on the starting lineup on the defensive side because he's not guarding any of the perimeter guys very well. And he's probably not guarding Anthony Davis either. So that's one guy who Team USA would go at often. Well,
0: they would also go at Joker a lot. Yeah, but I think... Involving him with Davis moving and stuff. On the perimeter.
1: I think he's better than Luca, which is kind of funny. Like, even for perimeter defense, I just think he puts in more effort and just he's even bigger than Luca. I think he's a little better, but yeah, if he has to guard Kevin Durant, he's not. So
0: So that's why I initially had Shea in there, so you could just go no help, no cover, put Shea on Curry, and just don't even think about anything else. Um, That's how I would approach it if I'm Team World uh defensively, at least. But I do think Shea, I don't know, Shea and Murray are both comparable playmakers for the bench unit. So really, you could go either way there. I just put Murray for spacing, but defensively, you might have to go Shea if you're competing against the starting five first team USA. Um all right, let's move on to the bench. Who do you have in the bench? Who is your next five?
1: Next five, USA? okay.
0: Next five for Team USA.
1: Okay, next five for Team USA. At guard, point guard, I have Damian Lillard. At shooting guard, I have Donovan Mitchell. At small forward, I have Jason Tatum. At power forward, this one's... You might think this one's interesting, but I think if he's at the peak of his powers, he he would be on this team. I put Kawhi Leonard. And then at center, I put Bam Adebayo.
0: Okay. So I uh, agree with you mostly there. I have uh, Damian Lillard, the point guard. I have Donovan Mitchell at the two. Small, small backcourt, especially with what we're competing against versus Team World. Uh, I have Jimmy Butler at my three, Jason Tatum at my four, and I have Bam Anabial at my five.
1: Yeah, and the big reason I felt okay with having all these, the collective group of the four small guards together was because they all have similar skill sets and they can all play with one another. So you can always have any combination of the two of them out there at the same time if you really wanted to. So that was my thing with the guards. And it was also, I will say, ahead of time, those were the only guards I included on the roster just because they have to compete with the size of Team World.
0: So you had Dame, Mitchell, Tatum, Kawhi, and Bam. Yes. As your next five. So the only difference there is Butler and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I just chose Butler because he'll probably play, you know? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And, uh, uh, we'll get to Kawhi in a minute. I have him on the roster, yeah. just not in my next five.
1: Same with Jimmy Butler for me, so.
0: But uh, I do agree is a better player uh, when healthy and at the peak of his powers. I just gave the nod to Butler out of respect to actually – playing basketball the past three years showing so, up yeah uh but Kawhi, i don't think it's an argument Kawhi is a better player when he actually plays yeah uh
1: and if he would want to play because he's never played for team usa before
0: yeah so i do think uh that's also a great lineup for shooting butler's not the best shooter but he kind of brings that gritty defense that we would probably need on the other side of the ball. Bam is like Anthony Davis-Lite, in my opinion, rim runner, defender. Uh, But this unit is still small (laughs) compared to what Team World has to offer. Uh, Let's get into your bench for Team World to combat the next five.
1: Okay, so my bench I got at point guard Jamal Murray. And this this bench is pretty big, too. At the two-guard, I put Andrew Wiggins. At okay. small forward, I put Lowry Markinen. At power forward, I put DeMontis Sabonis. And then at center, I put Rudy Gobert.
0: Okay. So this is where we differ a lot. Uh, I had Shea at my one. Again, I think you could move Murray or Shea into that position. But that's definitely the sixth man and i i went even bigger than you did mm-hmm. uh i i went Shea, i went larry Markkinen as my two wow oh yeah I that's huge siakam at my 3 sabonis at my 4 and cat at my 5 i guess i just went pure who's the best player <laughs> team worldwide talent cat cat yes. ha- has enough shooting so does Lowry to make up for spacing. Um Siakam is a kind of Swiss Army knife player who can create uh sometimes he's too sometimes he's too much of a fidget spinner where he spins around in circles, but I don't think it's an argument that he's on this team or not. Yeah. Um and the reason why I put like Sabonis or Kat over Gobert, is because they can score. They have some sort of offensive versatility. And when it comes to defense, Shea's locking up the perimeter. Uh, Siakam is not a scrub on defense. Lowry's has size, so it's switchable. This this unit's very switchable outside of Cat and maybe Sabonis. I don't think Sabonis is that bad of a defender. Um, But Cat would be really the only one that would have trouble switching in a pick and roll. But I don't think we've ever seen Cat 100% engaged on the defensive side at all. So offensively, I think this is just a ton of firepower and can score in a ton of different ways. And it's just – it's huge again. Like this team, compared to the bench unit that we have versus Team USA, is like six inches higher than everybody else on the list.
1: Yeah. I will say – I think Rudy Gobert is a lot more dominant in FIBA play because there's no three seconds, right? You can ten if the ball bounces off of the rim. And for those two reasons, if we're playing international basketball, I think that increases his value on defense a lot. And even on offense, because he can stand under, like, just go under the basket and get the ball, um, even though he's not the greatest finisher with contact, but I think that makes him more valuable. And I also added him onto the second unit because I wanted Team World to have uh, a versatile, more versatile options. I feel like they have a lot of guys with Cat skill set, guys who can do similar things to Cat. So I thought they could benefit from having something else, another skill set of bigs on that roster because they have so many of them. And then I put Andrew Wiggins on there for the perimeter defense, but also his ball handling, um, being able to handle on the perimeter, because Lowry Markin is not a ball handler, right? He's not going to have the ball on the perimeter dribbling and like driving and creating or anything like that. And it's not like Wiggins is a crazy playmaker or anything, but he's a guy who you can trust to dribble the ball on the outside, whereas you have Gobert, and I at least I have Gobert and Markin in this group, and then Sabonis is a guy who can play make out of the high post for sure. And the Kings used him a lot with that, but he's also not a perimeter ball handler. So I felt like I had to put Wiggins on there. And also, like I mentioned, for to add that perimeter defense to guard some of these team USA wings as well.
0: I'll get you there. I think my lineup is probably weakest on the defensive side, but having Sabonis and Gobert, two people that will not shoot a shot with unless it's within 10 feet of the hoop. I just couldn't do it in the same lineup. Uh,
1: So bonus shoots a little bit. He's not high volume. His three point shooting is a little less than Embiid in terms of attempts. And I think if he were to play with this lineup, he would shoot more threes than he does normally. But I do see what you're saying because neither of them are considered to be elite shooters. Um, So, but they do have the size still on Team USA with that group as well.
0: So that's why I put Cat in this lineup in, uh, instead of in one of my last two spots because shoot the ball out of the gym. He can also eat in the low post, you know. And then Sabonis is a good enough playmaker to where you could run kind of a, a high post pick and roll between Cat Kick and pop between Kat and Sabonis. And Sabonis could eat within 15 feet of dribbling, because I mean it the size matchup between him and Butler or Tatum. And then Kat stretching the floor out to where Bam can't help. And then Lowry, I put him at the two because he's just going to be Clay Thompson, only seven feet tall. He's just going to yeah. run off screens. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to shoot. Uh I almost like the fitting in the space and the utility of my bench lineup more than I do my starting lineup for team world. It's just team world. You have four of the seven best players on planet earth in -hmm. that starting lineup. So you can't really put Giannis to the bench. You know, you're not going to do that because that's just, but I really like the versatility when it comes to having Kat and Lowry shoot the lights out. Siakam can be my secondary playmaker on the perimeter, or Shea can just take over the playmaking responsibilities as well as Sabonis. And then defensively, you've got Siakam and Shea that can kind of guard perimeter wise. Lowry's not a scrub, um, nor is Sabonis. So really, Cat's the only defensive liability there. But that's why I put Cat in this lineup over Gobert, and you put Wiggins over. Who else do you have in the lineup that I don't? You have Wiggins, but I had
1: I have Gobert and Wiggins, um, and you, you had you put in Siakam and Cat. I don't have, yeah, and I didn't have them in my second five.
0: So I like Siakam more than I do Wiggins, mm-hmm. mostly because I just think he's a better player. Yeah, um. He might not be. I don't disagree with that.
1: Fit, but I just, I just wanted more everywhere. guard. Yeah, I just wanted more guard and perimeter play on the, well, on Team World, and that's why I put Wiggins there because I don't think Siakam or Lowry Markkanen are going to do that good if they have to try to guard Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. Devin Booker, like those guards on Team USA, I don't think they can stay in front of them. And maybe their size might help if it's the end of the shot clock and they're shooting a jumper. But I don't think they have the quickness and the shiftiness to be able to keep up with these. They're smaller guards, I guess, compared to these guys because they're big. But I just, I don't think they could stay in front of them. And I think that would cause a lot of problems for the second unit. So that's, that's a big reason why I felt like I had to put Wiggins in there. Just because, they need they needed some more balance in my eyes.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think um if we're going head to head in my bench lineup, Shea would have to match up with Dame. You know, you're gonna do the best you can. But that's probably yeah. the best
1: It's not a bad match the matchup, world, though
0: for Shea. Cast off. Yeah. And then it'd probably between is Siakam matching up with Mitchell, that's the mismatch there. Lowry matching up with Tatum, but size for size, that's not. Too he he a could do okay there, eyes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if Cat tried, he could guard <laughs> Butler, or he could guard, you know, Bam or Butler, just because Butler doesn't really shoot it great. I mean, I say that, and then the Bucks lost because they gapped Butler so much. But
1: also, real quick. I, Jimmy Butler doesn't really like Cat that much from his time in Minnesota. So True. if Cat had a guard Jimmy Butler, I feel like Jimmy Probably Butler idiot. would just dog him. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. I do like the Wiggins. If, if there was anything, I would replace Wiggins with even like Sabonis. Mm-hmm. just for defensive purposes. But I, I personally think Cat has become underrated because he was overrated for so long. Um, And he just adds the spacing to this team and offensive versatility that a guy like Gobert or even Wiggins doesn't really offer. Cat's a better shooter Mm -hmm. than Wiggins. Yeah. So I just think it fits better on the other side of the ball. But that is an interesting decision uh, to have Gobert and Wiggins in the bench lineup. So, yeah, just to recap, we've got – Team USA so far, Steph, Devin Booker, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis versus Luca. Your choice between Murray and Shea, Giannis, Embiid, and Joker. That's the starting five lineup. Then bench-wise, I have Damian Lillard, Tatum, Butler, Bam, Mitchell. And I just –
1: I had Dame, Mitchell – Tatum, Leonard, and Bam.
0: So Kawhi Leonard there. Um, and then my bench for Team U, Team World is Shea, Lowry, Kat, Siakam, Sabonis. Your bench.
1: I had Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, Markitin, Sabonis, and Gobert.
0: All right, let's dive right into the last two spots. Kind of... Just the last two spots for your Team USA.
1: Yeah, so my last two spots, I put Jimmy Butler and Zion Williamson. The reasoning for that was Jimmy Butler. I wanted to add, since Team USA doesn't have as much size, and I I didn't want to put any more guards on this team, I wanted to have more wings take advantage of the star power at the wing position, so I put Jimmy Butler. And then I wanted to have another guy who could play four or five a big guy so there were a couple guys in consideration for this last spot but i ended up with zion because while well, he is shorter he has the athletic ability and the size to be able to still play against these big guys on the other on the other team and cause problems because he can ball handle so he made the team as my last guy daring that he is healthy and he's able to play
0: yeah interesting i had uh Kawhi Obviously, it's one of my last two spots. And then, for me, I had the hardest time between Zion, Paul George, and John ja Morant. Paul George is a tall player. He's like 6'9", 6'10". Yeah. He doesn't really have like the strength to guard really a 4 or a 5 that Team World has to throw at him. I ultimately went with Zion as well. But my argument against him was... Zion is at his best when he's, like, a shooting guard. You know what I mean? (laughs) When he just gets the ball and he runs downhill and he dunks it. Um, At least on offense.
1: Well, that's the thing. You have to have a big guy to match up against that, but also someone who's shifty enough to stay in front of him. So I think he is a mismatch problem, and that's why I liked him as a big, because if he's going against Jokic or Sabonis or even Gobert... Those guys, I think, are going to have a tough time against him.
0: There's really only one player on Team World that could guard a guy like Zion, and that's why he got my last spot. It's And it's Giannis. That's really the only player that I could see yeah. having a standing chance against the guy because, like you said, he's just so freaking fast, and he's 300 pounds. You know <laughs> exactly.
1: What I mean? So that's so, why he can compete against these
0: centers. But I also don't think he's great on defense. Um like, if you're going to put him in the low post to guard a Joker or – like, his size – the size argument for Zion I think is a little overrated because if you put – a you know, if he's guarding Joker or Embiid or, you know, Cat or Sabonis, I still think he's, like, undersized. Yeah, Maybe he just not, won't get like pushed Sabonis.
1: around. Yeah, he just – he won't get pushed around, get put under the basket, but – if those players like Jokic and Embiid, they have the skill to be able to still score on him, I don't know what the cat's going to do because he just wants to shoot sometimes. But like even Sabonis, he has the skill to be able to still score on him as well. So there is that because he's a little smaller, but at least he's not going to get pushed around. True.
0: He'd definitely be able to guard Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, So He's
1: way too strong for Gobert, so... Yeah, Gobert's not
0: getting close to the rim if if Zion actually cares. So, yeah, those are my last two spots. Basically the same, only I I gave Butler the nod over Kawhi because you know my rant on Kawhi. Just check out the Small Forward podcast, probably one of the best ones we've done. Just go check that one out. Lots of hot takes, but Kawhi.
1: Besides that, we have the same players. Yeah, we have the same players on Team USA, though. We do. So
0: I think that is the best we could send out.
1: Right now, Um, yeah, I agree with
0: that. Like, if everyone was healthy and everybody wanted to go, that's the best we could send out. Um, Who are your last two spots for Team World?
1: Okay, so I went with the size just because going to still take advantage of your strengths right here. I got Pascal Siakam um, as like a 3-4 kind of guy. In that area, he's too good to leap off of this team. And he brings a lot to the table, such as the playmaking that this team is lacking a little bit in the bench unit. Um, and then Kristaps Porzingis is my last player. I picked him over a guy like this is either him or Cap for me. And they can both play four or five. The reason why he jumped Cap for me is because they can both shoot. He's a little lesser of a shooter than Cap, but he's still he's still an elite shooter. But he is a better rim protector than Cat. He's a better defender than Cat. And that's what gave him the edge for me for being on this team.
0: Okay, so I have Gobert and Wiggins as my last two spots. So really the only one that we disagree on as far as roster-wise is Porzingis versus Cat. I just think Cat's a better version of Porzingis. Like, you know... (laughs) Cat's he's, got uh, a really bad rap. Yeah, he can score better. He's bigger, not height-wise, but he's more girthy. Yeah, and he can shoot better. So he's literally the same player, in my opinion. But I
1: don't think Only he's I don't better. think. <laughs> I don't think that shooting is that big of a gap, though. Like it's not. It's like okay. a, like a small gap. But I think the defense is where you get the biggest gap between these two players because Porzingis is a way better defender than Cat. Um, cat might be a cat's probably a little better of a rebounder, but if you're not playing defense, it's easier to rebound. So there's that, and that's that was just my whole thing is I didn't want cat to have to get attacked by all these USA forwards, right? Because he would have to go against LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Kawhi Leonard, on that on that side of the ball, and I didn't think the offensive drop off because there's already a bunch of guys who can score in the paint for this team. I didn't think Kat's role would inquire him to have to go score 20-points game for this team. He'd just be a catch-and-shoot big, which I think Porzingis could do the same thing on offense with this team.
0: Yeah. To be honest, I almost put Porzingis over Gobert. Mm -hmm. The only reason Gobert made it is because just defensively, like, it would... It basically eliminate all hope for the, the team USA to score at the rim because they already Team World already has a size advantage. If you add the best interior defender, at least help side defender to it, then plus those FIBA on.
1: rules. Yeah, yeah. Plus the FIBA rules.
0: But I'm just I just think cat's a better version of what freaking Porzingis does. So I'm like, why don't you just have him in there? But yeah. whatever. I don't I just
1: and that's our oh, that's our only hey, difference on this team. It, I'm surprised it's really it was so simple. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I thought it'd be more different, honestly, because there were a lot of dudes who I there considered, were. but it's just the bigs are just so much better than the other guys.
0: So, Cat, OG, and Anobi. I yeah, he he
1: was he was a tough cut too, because he he would do really well on this team defensively against those yeah. USA wings.
0: But I just went with Wiggins over the nod because I think he's a better all-around scorer, playmaker on offense. I do think OG's a bit better on defense, but Wiggins maybe because it's recency biased. Is you know he won a chip, was the second best player on a chip championship team. OG's never reached that height. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Franz, Franz Wagner. He was also heavily considered.
1: He could easily uh, be there too in the future. Just not yet. Just not yet. a
0: little too young. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know in the comments, Kat versus Porzingis. Who's a better player? Uh, who would you put on
1: your team world? <laughs>
0: who would you put on your team world? Kat's probably more of a cancer attitude wise, but I just think he's a better player.
1: Yeah, Uh, and honestly, these are probably two of the last guys on the bench anyway. Yeah, Yeah. So they they wouldn't play as much as the other guys, but situationally, it could be used.
0: Okay. All right, now let's dive right into the question. If this was a best-of-seven series using international rules on a neutral site out somewhere in, like, Dubai— You know what I mean? Because that's probably the place that would host an event like this. Uh, Who are you taking? Best of seven, and then how many games and why?
1: Yes, sir. I got Team USA in seven games. Biggest reason why? I think they are deeper than Team World. Because both starting lineups, I believe, are comparable in terms of talent for each of them, but once you start getting to the second unit, and then your extra two guys, I just think overall, outside of the center position, Team USA is just deeper, because Tatum, Kawhi Leonard, those are guys who could easily be in a starting lineup, and they could still compete against Team World's starting lineup, almost just as good as LeBron and Durant, and, you know, Dame and Mitchell off the bench, just slightly lesser versions than Curry and Booker by, like, half a step, like, I just think the depth of this team wins out even against the size of Team World, which is their advantage. I just don't think Team World has enough ball handlers and overall like playmaking and stuff from their second unit on to, to win this. But I do think it would be close.
0: Okay. I have literally no idea. I have been thinking <laughs> about this for about two weeks almost. A weekend, like a week. A full week in preparation for this podcast. I have no idea who would win this. uh, But I'm going to lay out an argument for Team World because you went with Team USA.
1: Yeah, let's hear
0: it. Team USA's positives are shooting. They have spacing. They're, They're a better shooting team than Team World, especially if you did the FIBA three-point line. I mean, you. everyone on this team could shoot from 20 feet away from the hoop. So everyone you'd have to respect from the perimeter. That would be Team USA's biggest strength, in my opinion, is their shooting. Uh, trading threes for twos, as we know, just not, not good. So that's that's one thing Team World would have to combat. But I do think... The style of play normally in, like, international play is a bit slower. So it wouldn't be as noticeable in an international contest as it would be in, like, an NBA regular season game. The positive for Team World, I'll say it. I think they have a better starting five because they have four of the top six players in the world. You've got Luka, Giannis, Embiid, and Joker, who are four of the top six. You've got Curry, and whether or not you wanna put LeBron or Durant in the top five, in the top six there. So I think top heavy wise, team world has an advantage uh, in terms of talent. In the starting lineup. Um, and then the size. I don't know how on earth Team USA is ever going to get a defensive rebound if Anthony For Davis real. isn't in the game. So they're just going to get second chance points galore on Team World. So I would pick playing devil's advocate here. I'd say Team World and seven due to the fact that they could literally miss as much as they want and they'd probably just get the rebound anyway. And they have four of the top six players in their starting lineup on planet Earth.
1: Yeah. I also am concerned about their perimeter defense matching up against... So, like, you have Jokic is going to be guarding a wing. Sabonis is going to be guarding a wing. A wing. Marketing's guarding a wing. Um... You know, Embiid and Gobert can get switched onto, onto the perimeter. Luke is going to have to guard someone. Well, they have the rebounding advantage. Are they going to be able to stop Team USA enough to take advantage of that, at least on the defensive side? Because Team USA's offensive firepower with guys like Steph, Lillard, Booker, Mitchell, Tatum, Durant, Leonard, like these guys are going to have to get guarded by, even though they are bigger. Like, are they going to be able to stay in front of these guys? That's a that's a big concern with me for Team World.
0: Yeah, it's more, I think, in staying in front of, I don't think it's the question, it's the it's the rotational help side defense. So mm-hmm. if Tatum were to blow by a player like Larry Markman and then meet Gobert at the rim, he's not going to shoot that.
1: No, nah, but he's, he's going to swing it to on
0: He's going to swing it, and then, and then you get, you know, then it's all downhill from there. My only thing is, if Team World can find a way to at least minimize—they're not going to eliminate it—but minimize the three-point shooting of Team USA, I think it'd be a wrap. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing that Team USA has is spacing, and spacing's huge. I'm not—that's why Steph Curry, you know, is worth so much. That's why he's probably the second best player in the world. It's because of the spacing. Mm-hmm. But the inverse is true on the other side. You can't double team Giannis, Embiid, and Joker all at the same time. And they're all right. too
1: smart, too good of passers, to make a bad decision all the time.
0: And then and then you got Luca one-on-one versus Steph. Like who's gonna like who's gonna guard? Like Murray is probably going to be guarded by Curry in my lineup. If you put Shea in the starting lineup, Curry's probably going to get cooked.
1: Hey, we got that We got that D-Book-Luka-Dontich uh, rivalry, rivalry right here in the starting lineup. Good to see. And who's
0: going to guard? Is, is Devin Booker really going to guard Luka?
1: He's guarding Luka a lot better than Steph is. I mean, he's a yeah, bigger player happened? than
0: Steph. What happened when we saw Devin Booker guard Luka? The man ate. Let's just put it that way.
1: No, it's true. But no one no one really stops Luca, so
0: you're all tough to be when fair. You're, you're all <laughs> tough when you're up.
1: Exactly. So. But no, this would you be got... dude. This would be so know. fun to watch though. This would be amazing if they could actually get this together and each team got like two weeks to prep for it to being together oh, and then gotta play a seven game series. It'd be awesome. Probably one of the biggest basketball events ever.
0: Oh, well, how much money would you have to put in this in order for people to get excited about it? Who like? Because this would never really happen. No, you got the okay from LeBron. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's basically yeah. It. Well, and how much? Best money case would scenario. Play these players.
1: Here's the thing. I don't think it would actually ever really happen unless they agreed to play one game against each other. And then I think it would become the NBA all-star game and everyone would be so disappointed. Like I'd pissed if they played this game and they're like, eh, it's just the all-star game scores. 200 to 201. Like I feel like that's all it would become. I don't think these guys would be able to take it seriously. You would essentially have to, You were asking money. You'd have to give these guys millions of dollars, I think, to try, and it probably would be just for one game, which it might not be worth it depending on what kind of revenue you're bringing in with your advertising and your TV money from that one game.
0: Yeah, it it never happened. I don't even know if money could do it just because these guys are all filthy rich anyway. It's so, true. How
1: much do they really care about getting an extra couple million to play a game?
0: This would be the greatest pickup game of all time.
1: It'd be, uh, it'd be fun. I mean, if it was just a private run and only a couple of people got to cool. see, that would be amazing too.
0: Well, and then you'd know what everybody'd be trying hard too. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which is so, weird. It's funny how know, people, man. how like the stars and stuff would be more willing to try harder in a, private pickup run than they would be on like a big advertised
0: one game scale. That's because pride is more involved. You know, it At almost, that point. it almost be better if they just did it for free. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, uh, Nicole Jokic called LeBron and said, dude, team world would wax you guys. <laughs> you guys are scared of us. That's the only way it would happen. And then it would yeah. probably happen in some sort of high school in cleveland you know what i mean and no one would ever hear about it but there I would
1: be think... a yeah there would be the little random um little social media clips from people taking a recording on their phone real quick see a couple videos here and there right but no one really got to see what happened just a couple people in the same room
0: yeah and there wouldn't be any reps either you know so mm-hmm. I don't know man the more i'm looking at it the more i'm liking the top heavy team world they just rebound the crap out of the ball um defense we've, we've talked about the defensive liabilities on team world is you know size versus perimeter yeah but we haven't talked about okay is Dame going to be able to go on a switch against lowry Markinen? no you know what i mean yeah mitchell is going to get attacked in a high post pick and roll with Sabonis and fricking Luca. Well, plus I mean? if you
1: got a high low with Jokic and Embiid, right? Jokic's is
0: who the at, hell is guarding that? No
1: yeah, one. Jokic's throwing it into Embiid in the post, right? And you got AD down there, and like maybe KD or Kawhi guarding Jokic, but there's so, KD can't really guard Jokic that close. Because he's stronger, and then, you know, yeah, just the luck can happen there.
0: So it's really going to come down to the shooting of Team USA versus mismatch hunting of Team World with their size. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I'm just going to go with Team World for the sake of playing devil's advocate. I think the strongest case you have for Team USA is the wild card that Kawhi Leonard is. If Kawhi Leonard comes out and plays Toronto, Kawhi Leonard, hey, Team USA is winning in probably six, five or six games because that's the best player on planet Earth.
1: Right? He, Kawhi,
0: yeah, he's he's yeah, amazing. He's the best player Kawhi could be the best player. He could also not even play because he's injured after one quarter. So yeah. who knows? I just,
1: he would choose probably not to play just in general. But yeah. I mean, I yeah, I just think. Also, like like you mentioned, you like Team World's top-end talent, but I think the overall depth of Team USA is better. Just not as big, but I think better with more guys who are proven to have been stars for longer periods of time, right? Tatum, Leonard, Lillard, Mitchell, and Butler on the bench who leads his team to the finals as an eight seed, right? None of the Porzingis or Siakam are doing that for Team World.
0: Yeah, the bench is definitely deeper for Team USA. Uh, So, again, this is a crazy pickup game. Let us know in the comments who you guys believe would win in a Team USA versus Team World all-out matchup in the best-of-seven scenario. Uh, Thanks again for tuning into the Second Take podcast. If you've enjoyed content like this, check out our previous episodes. We do everything from gambling advice for the upcoming NFL season. Gamble wisely, DraftKings hit us up.
1: DraftKings hit us up.
0: We've also been talking a lot of basketball, whether it be top tens at each position, some summer league news. Uh, We're really excited for the upcoming sports season. So consider giving us a follow, subscribe, and check out our previous episodes.